I think it's important to share because there may be other people feeling the way that I felt. People need to know where you come from. Right. Because we all have a story and a journey. And I think it's important that you share that so that people have a sense of belonging. Hi, everyone. It's Patty Corkery. This is another episode of Credit Union's Coffee and Conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm thrilled to be bringing you this episode. I had a great conversation with the president and CEO of Diversified Members Credit Union, and that is Sati Smith. Sati has been in a role for a whopping four months. So thanks, Sati, for making the time for me when you are in a very, very busy time of your career, um, taking over the helm of DMCU, which is a Detroit-based credit union that actually has five branches. They are just under five hundred million in assets and they have close to 30,000 members. So Satie shared with us her credit union journey and I really admire the vulnerability that she had in sharing her humble beginnings and really just went there with us and told us that, you know, she dropped out of high school. She was a very young single mom and she was getting state benefits and was really struggling and really struggling to find her purpose. And that's where her journey began. And I will let her tell you the rest of that story. And um, again, I really admire her ability to put it all out there. And I think it's so amazing that she does that because what a great story that is, not only for her employees, but for the members of DMCU um, to really see that vulnerability and the amazing story um, that she has. So in addition to that, she serves a lot of great tips for young professionals, a lot of cool things for us to think about when we're um, pondering and being a mentor or people that are mentees. So um, hang in there and listen through this episode. I know you're going to love it and you're going to really get to know Sati. I look forward to seeing her more out and about in the industry. And I know uh, she's just got a dynamic future ahead of her. So thanks so much for joining me and please enjoy my conversation with Sati. Well, hey, Sati, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the invite. Thank you for having me. And it's great to see you too. Happy New Year. Yeah, thanks. Same to you. Same to you. Um, It's fun to see you in that office because I know that office really well. (laughs) I've been in there a bunch of times to visit uh, the person that held that spot before you, the amazing Kathy Trembath. And um It's so amazing to see you sitting in that chair, and I'm so happy for you as one of our newer Michigan um, Credit Union CEOs. Congratulations, Satya, on your new role at um, the Credit Union. Thank you. I really appreciate that. How many months has it been now? Because it hasn't been that many. No, it hasn't. I actually took the seat October the 9th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been, what, four months? (laughs) Yeah. Well, usually I give people a little more breathing room, but you've been working there for a while. So you're ready to go. You're ready to go. I'm ready. You're ready. (laughs) Yay. Um, Well, it's been fun to watch over the last four months. um, Just certainly the announcement coming 
um, and, uh, and, and, and seeing you in that spot. And I know you had some media attention in light of the role and the significance of it in the community, which I thought has been amazing to watch. And um, you were on the news and being interviewed um, about your CEO role and just kind of your history and the trajectory that you had um, getting started in the industry, but also the, the unique path that you had. And um, it's so inspiring, Satie, and I'll, I'll let you share what you want to share here, but just to hear your story of all the things that you overcome. And I think it's just such a great example of you just never know, you know, um, what your path, where your path can take you. And, um, and the, the amazing, uh, what I love to hear is, you know, when you have a, a really great mentor, um, it can really um, make a huge difference in your life. So um, I'll just leave it there and let you tell your story. But um, we start the podcast off by asking our guests to tell us their story. And, and you can tell us a lot about your work history if you want or personal or a mix of. It's all up to you. But I know there's a lot of people listening that maybe haven't met you yet. So they'd kind of like to hear your story. So take it away. Absolutely. So I grew up in Detroit, um, I am uh, the middle child <laughs> uh, in the household. So I went through the uh, middle child syndrome. <laughs> okay. No. Um, but my career started, um, basically, I started my career in the credit in industry. And at the time, before I got into the industry and, and received a job, at Kimba Credit Union, I was a single mom and I was at home on public assistance. Yeah. Um, I dropped out of high school. Uh, no other reason than I just did not want to go. It's just my mind wasn't there at the time. Yeah. I didn't really have any um, high um, aspirations at that point or expectations for myself. So I just decided not to go. Well, growing up in the house, it's like either you're going to go to school or you're going to go to work, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so I did um, being a single mom and being at home. My dad actually worked for uh, Kroger and he was a member of Kemba Credit Union. And he uh, went there to get car loans, a car loan mm -hmm. for my mom and one for me. Yeah. And uh, he shared with Kathy because Kathy was even very personable then. Right. Uh, you need two cars for. And <laughs> he said, yeah, so my daughter, she can get a car and she can get a job, you know, and, and start doing something, you know, positive with her life. And he, Kathy told him, have her put a resume up under my door. Mm -hmm. And let's see what that looks like. Yeah. So he came home and I'm all excited about, I have a car. I'm really excited. I get to do more things and, you know, have more opportunities. And he said, yeah, now all you have to do is get a job. And I'm like, yeah, I can start looking for a job. And he said, get your resume ready. Yeah. My credit union, Kimba Credit Union, I talked to the CEO over there. She said, bring your resume. And I said, well, it's the weekend. So no, you take it on <laughs> Sunday and slip it under the door. And I'm yeah. like, really? That's what she said. And I did that. And I think I was called in. I was working by the end of the week. 
Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So Kathy was working at Kemba Credit Union and yeah. okay. Yeah. She was the CEO at Kemba Credit Union. Okay. And um, I was hired obviously. And um, I started off as a teller. It was a small credit union. Yeah. It was 10 of us in the office. So um, a very small credit union and smaller credit unions, you have multiple hats, you sure. play multiple roles. And one of the things that Kathy told me, she said, learn everything that you can. Right. So I did tailoring. I did loan processing. I did uh, business development. Um, I It was a lot of roles. I yeah. Learned, I learned a lot. For sure. So did Kemba like merge with DMCU or how did that happen? Or did Kathy leave and you left? Yeah. Explain. Okay. So working with Kathy, I think I was there for seven years working with Kathy. Okay. And Kathy mentored me, obviously. And then there was the opportunity to merge with Kemba Financial. They're based out in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And Kathy told me, we're going through this transition with Kemba Financial. And she told me that she was leaving. And I'm like, what do you mean you're leaving? She right. said, well, I had another opportunity. So today is my last day. And I'm like, today? What? <laughs> thanks for <laughs> you know I was devastated and she said Sati I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you you'll be fine and she was gone so I continued to do what I did I mm -hmm. I helped with everything with the transition and it just didn't feel right anymore so I sought other opportunities yeah and um, I called Kathy and I said, I'm thinking about applying at the credit union where you are. And she's like, you can apply, Sati. You you know, Kathy, you yeah. the straight shooter. Uh -huh. You can apply, but if you get the job, it it won't be on me. Mm -hmm. It'll be solely on you. I cannot do anything to help you get the job. And I said, that's fine. I understand yeah. that. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah. I'm going to try to come where you are. So I, I applied, I got the job. It was a pay cut to mm. come here. I was a single mother. It was a pay cut to come here, but that was okay because at that time you didn't have to pay for health insurance. Okay. So it worked out. I started here. It was Detroit Municipal Credit Union as a teller and went and did everything that I did at the other credit unions and got in those other roles and positions, a teller, business development, loan processing, data processing, yeah. branch manager, operations manager. And all of this time, you know, Kathy had mentored me and that's how I landed here today. I know that's so crazy. So how does it feel to be the CEO? What's going on in your head? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where um, I had been doing the work, doing some of the work, right? Because mm -hmm. Kathy and I work side by side, mm -hmm. but it's different when you actually get in the seat, uh -huh. you know? So that's that part of it. So it's it's been a transitional stage. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. And I appreciate all the support because even with Kathy, you know, I've worked with her for over 25 years. There are some things that aren't on paper that are up here. Sure. 
Uh And you can only get that by having conversations. You know, it's not like you could just think of something and then it's like, no, you're going through different scenarios and and uh, incidents and issues and everything. And so being able to have that conversation and talk things through Mm -hmm. and as well as talking to other people in the industry and some that aren't in the industry that are in leadership has been great with this transition as well. And the board, the board of directors, they um, have been very supportive of my leadership style and being supportive of the transitional stage and the restructuring and everything that we're doing. So mm-hmm. it's it's been great. The transition has been great. We're still working through it. Good. That's so exciting. And um, I hear you on those. It's, it's, it's definitely a learning curve when you get into that role. So were you surprised with the media attention and, and being on the news with oh, <laughs> being interviewed? I had, I had no, look, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea. A lot of times you're you're you don't know what's going to be asked and the yeah. opportunities just came and it's like, yeah, well, yeah, you should do this. It's like, well, OK, <laughs> I had no idea. I knew when I was asked the question, I know to just be transparent yeah. and I just told my story. Yeah, I had no idea that it would have the impact that it had has had. And, um, you know, the positive feedback and everything from the story. So it's, yeah. it's just been great. Well, I applaud you in, in being that vulnerable and open about your past, because a lot of people would be embarrassed trying to hide that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's leaders like you that shine a light on that, that make people that hear your story think, okay, well, if she can do it, you know, then then what's my excuse right and uh, patty i am not ashamed of my past yeah I'm not i'm not ashamed of it um i think it's important to share because there may be other people that's sitting and possibly feeling the way that i felt right and i think that it's important to share your story and i think that people need to know where you come from Right. Because we all have a story and a journey. And I think it's important that you share that so that people have a sense of belonging. One of the things that we do when we onboard, um, even before I sat in the seat, I told my story to new employees. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like I said, that must be so empowering for them, you know, because, you know, some people are afraid to talk to, you know, somebody in leadership, they are intimidated. Um, And I think, you know, being your true self and showing up and, you know, going through and not only that, but for your members there, for your members to see that and to to know that you're the type of person that it fully uh, agrees that people need a chance and that you can't judge a book by its cover in the sense that you know you were on you know benefits from the state or you know a single mom or didn't finish high school at the time and you know it's there's more to people than that and i think you know you're the members and the potential members of the community and in the area that you all serve i think what an impact that must have had on, on that too. So it's really amazing internal and external to the credit union. Um, and it, it was, it was really something I tell you, I hadn't, you know, we've had a lot of new CEOs come in and, and some retire. And I think your story was 
just really, really cool to watch. And and I'm glad I, I knew you. Um, we haven't had a chance to get to know each other super well, but um, I'm so glad that I could watch that and say, gosh, you go, Satie. I was so proud of you. So, um, okay. So what are some things that you're excited about now that you're kind of in the leadership role? Um, you know, I know that, you know, you're, you're doing your thing and you mentioned some transition happening, of course. Um, but what, what's kind of top of mind for you at the credit? And I did see on social, you took people who had, it was their birthday for the month and you took them out. Um, I think it was breakfast or lunch. I can't remember, but how are you approaching leadership in your new role? You know, I'm doing it the same way. I am a, a democratic leader. Yeah. I believe in collaboration. Right. I, I call it the round table. Okay. I believe in uh, bringing everybody to the table, getting their input and ideas. And because I think together um, it, it helps you to be successful. And I think that it's important that everybody feels like they have a voice, which is why the CEO breakfast with uh, with everyone every month who has a birthday, giving them that time, that personable time and getting to know them. And, and they feel like they belong and they can have one-on-ones with me and we could talk about any and everything that's relevant to them. So I think it's important to continue to cultivate that cohesiveness with the team. It's been very, the team has been very receptive of it. So um, they're really excited about it and I am excited about it. So that's one of the things that I'm um, just thrilled about. Another one is our uh, financial coaching. Yeah, program. tell me about that. Thank you to mm -hmm. for the league for um, getting that started. We have 13 uh, financial coaches and we are... Uh, giving financial education to members and non-members. So yeah. I'm excited to grow that program even more and focus more there because it's relevant to everyone. And again, sure. it's meeting each member where they are. People tend to uh, not remember what you said, but they remember how you make them feel. And I think that that's important. You know, so that financial coaching program is another initiative that I'm excited about. Is that the certified like financial planner or what is it that, and I can look into it too, but what, do you know the official name of that or is that it? It's, well, we have certified financial coaches and okay. training so that they can talk to members that may be having financial difficulty that may need to budget or right. whatever. So we do have, um, it's been very popular, very oh, popular. So yeah. yeah, thank you for that. Absolutely. And I hear from, you know, a lot of credit unions that are getting more of the financial advising and coaching um, people across the board, you know, at all areas, um, because so many people, you know, contact or have um, access to members. And it's really such a differentiator um, between credit unions and banks. You know, I mean, the fact that everybody from the teller on up is being trained and and developing the skills to provide that financial education and support to to members that come in, or like you said, potential members. And I think it's it's definitely something we talk about when we're out there advocating on behalf of credit unions is all the financial training, especially in this wave of you know rhetoric that you know credit unions are charging junk fees when it comes to overdraft programs or courtesy pay programs and. 
it's like, you know, one of the things we we remind our, our delegation and regulators is that, you know, listen, we have all of these tools, you know, that we provide to our members that might be, you know, incurring a lot of overdraft. You know, we reach out, we're proactive and our people are trained on on how to recognize these patterns and and help people get out from under it. And I think that gets overlooked a lot. And so I'm glad you're shining a light on that because I think credit unions can do a lot of great things and and we don't talk about it enough, you know, and I've been really impressed with your social media at DMCU and, and how you guys are really getting out there and in, in digital and in social and, you know, spreading the word about, you know, all the cool things that you have going on. We, you know, we really have a remarkable um, marketing team and our uh, social media director, they do a really good job at getting information out and, um, you know, the relevance of that in the community as well, you know, so that is one thing that Kathy never shied away from the yeah. marketing uh, budget, she believed, do what we have to do to make sure that our members are taken care of, to make sure that we get relevant information out. So that's something that I plan to continue to do as well. Absolutely. And we'll be right back. Hi, this is Glory Ledoux wanting to talk to you guys about the League InfoSight Masterclass in partnership with the Michigan Credit Union League, covering all sorts of different operational areas of the credit union, real estate lending, consumer lending, accounts, and different operational areas. So please join us October 7th through the 11th at the Henry Center at MSU in East Lansing. We look forward to seeing you there. For more information and for registration, please visit the MCUL's website at MCUL.com. Um, so I know we talked about Kathy a little bit generally in terms of, you know, um, you referred to her as a mentor and, you know, there's been kind of this um, push for, you know, mentor mentee relationships. And so many times that people can have good intentions and then they just fizzle out because people either don't have the time, either the mentor mentee or, you know, they just don't engage enough. I mean, what's, what's, what are, what are your thoughts on how we can ensure that those mentor mentee relationships are happening? And, and, you know, now that you had, you know, such a, uh, the, uh, you know, you are the benefit of, of that relationship, how do we keep something like that going? And what sort of advice do you have to others that, you know, want to do it, but aren't really, and, yeah. you know, what well, I think I think we need to be intentional. We yeah. need to be intentional about uh, what we do and how we do it, and pay attention to our our team members. You can have a team member who I they just want to come to work, and this is all I want to do, and I respect that. Yeah, and, and and this is your purpose, and you then we salute you, and that's awesome. Right. You can also have team members that you see that passion where they want to do more. And for those that want to do more, giving them the opportunity to do more. If right. you set your sights on somebody and you see the potential for more in them and having that conversation with them, which is what Kathy did to for me. You know, I she helped me to recognize something that was already there and it kind of inspired me. So just talking to team members and and just expire, inspiring them. Yeah. It's something we should be intentional about as leaders. And that that's great. And I love how you point out something that I kind of I struggle to remind myself too is that some people 
they want to come in and do a good job, but then that's it. You know, like you said, to your point, they're good. They're going to do their job description and what's required of them. And either maybe they just have a lot going on in their personal life or their focus isn't, you know, isn't their career and development and all that other stuff. They just want to do their job, get paid and, and do it well, but that's it. And I think sometimes we forget that there is a category of people that are like that. Not everyone is going to be, you know, coming into the zoom after hours, cocktail hour, <laughs> whatever, you know, or, you know, want to engage in that way. And, and that's okay. You know, like you said, and I appreciate that distinction. Cause I, myself kind of, I'm always like, why isn't everyone so rah, rah, rah? Well, they're just not, <laughs> they're just not. And you can respect that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we have a lot of young professionals um, listen to our podcast. And, you know, I've been so thrilled to see in Michigan, you know, with our YP groups, you know, this really big tidal wave of energy um, to get young professionals at events to get, you know, they are doing a great job engaging amongst their own groups and getting out and about, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're relatively young yourself. I mean, what, what advice do you have now that you're sitting where you're sitting? What sort of advice do you have to people that want to continue to develop in their career and and, and always look to some guidance? Um, go for it. Ask questions. Utilize your resources. You know, you if it's something that you want to do, you need to talk about it. You need to talk to people and, and just tell them. You know, I'm interested in doing this. I'm interested in this program. I'm in interested in these resources. So don't don't sit back and just be quiet and be satisfied. If you're hungry, go after the food. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. And what do you, is there a difference do you think, you know, as you've navigated your work world as an African American woman? I mean, I've been a part of a lot of diversity programs and um, sessions one-on-one -on -one as, as people of color, you know, obviously have a different experience and try and develop in their career. Is there anything different that you have in terms of advice for, you know, young women of color that are out there? Um, you know, we've all seen the statistics, right? It, it's it's harder and, and more barriers at times and more challenges. Anything specific that you'd carve out for that community? Sure, absolutely. First of all, believe in yourself and have faith that you can do it and continue to work hard. And even if you don't see the fruits of your labor right away, it's coming. Mm -hmm. So all the work is preparation to get to where you want to be. So don't give up on it um, and just keep doing what, what we do, what we do and we'll achieve. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I appreciate that. It's, it's, you know, in this environment, which, you know, DEI now is, is kind of getting dubbed, you know, political, right? So we have people that back away from um, that language. Um, and so sometimes we have to be creative to <laughs> call it what it is or, or come up with other ways of talking about it. Um, and um, I appreciate your thoughts on there. I've done a lot more work, you know, once I became CEO with our um, African-American Credit Union Coalition, AACUC. Oh, 
Yeah. So, and, and they're great and they put on a lot of workshops and um, I've really benefited from a lot of that um, personally. So um, that's a great resource too. If you, you know, haven't gotten down to some of their events. Um, are you joining us at the GAC? Are you coming out to DC? Yes, I'm coming out. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So what other things are you, you know, maybe things that you hadn't done in the past in terms of getting out and about in the industry, kind of what's on your list? What do you want? I mean, I know it's hard because you're still focused on your credit union and getting used to your role, but as that starts to mellow out a bit, you know, where do you see yourself going in terms of industry contribution and things like that? Um, I definitely want to get more involved in the industry and the, the groups and uh, boards, if possible, uh, networking, um, all of that, you know, um, connecting with other likewise professionals. I've already begun to do that and establish relationships. Yeah. So that's important to me so that I can bring back that that strategic information yeah. and, and we can discuss it. So that's that's really important to get more involved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's hard because like you, I know I've talked to people that are just starting in their new roles. It's like, okay, I got to have a six month or whatever it might be of breathing room and then get out and about. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, that's a focus for you as, as you start to get a little more settled. Um, we're catching you right, right. And when it's still relatively new. So, um, you know, I know you talked about, you know, kind of your journey in terms of, you know, dropping out of high school and, and maybe lacking motivation at the time. Um, if you could look back now and tell your tell your younger self something, you know, give yourself some sort of advice. Well, what would you say? Believe, believe in mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. Believe in myself. Um, no procrastination. Don't be afraid of uh, failure or disappointment. If it's something that I want to do, just go for it. Go for it now, Sati. You know, and I didn't. But I think it was right on time when I did. But yeah. if I could go back, that would be something that I would tell myself. Just just do it the traditional way from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard. And then you had a baby too, you know. Yeah. And speaking of babies, I mean, um, there's it's kind of a fun tie-in. And I don't want to forget to ask you about your daughter and what she's doing now, because I think that's a cool story too. <laughs> she uh she is she's actually a loan processor here at the credit union. Um, she was a teller, she also worked in collections, so now she's in the uh, lending department. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I know it's kind of an obvious question, but I think it's so helpful for um, leaders to have experience in all the different areas. So I know you said, and this is true too, for people that are at smaller credit unions and feel like, you know, everyone can be, a lot of times people are so focused on what an asset size is of a credit union. And maybe I don't feel like I've made it because, you know, my credit union is so small. But to me, a major benefit of that is is what you commented on earlier, that you're wearing a lot of hats, that you're, you know, when you when you work somewhere where there's just 10 of you, you know, you're you're doing all sorts of things. So how do you think that that's helped you um, in your current role, having all of those different experiences at a credit union? It's definitely, it's been a benefit for me and it allows me when uh, decisions need to be made, I'm looking at them from different perspectives. I'm looking right. at them from the different areas and departments 
you know, and how a decision could affect that department. You look at it from the employee's perspective, from the organizational uh, perspective, as well as the members. So having all of those departments in that experience, it, it gives you, it allows you to make a solid decision with taking the risk of how this will affect that. So I think it's very important. Right. No, I agree. I think it's uh, it's super helpful and um, gives you a different perspective, like you said. And you're already a collaborative leader anyway, like you said, to have different people at the table, but to have been in their shoes um, themselves. And I think, too, again, just from, from the optics, you know, for all of your tellers at the credit union, you know, they know that that's how you started out. And so it just because you, that's what you're doing now, if, if you choose to advance, I mean, that door can be open to you just like anybody else. So I think, again, that goes along with your story. And, and it's such a cool success story that gives, I think, I'm sure a lot of people that work on your team, a lot of hope if they do want to follow, you know, your footsteps, either there at another credit union or something like that. So very cool. Um, okay. Well, as we're wrapping up, I want to make sure to ask our five questions, which are designed to try and get to know you a little bit better and have a little bit of fun. So you okay. ready? <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. All right. So what is on your nightstand at home, Sati? My Bible. Your Bible. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, anything else? Just that. It's my Bible and some yeah. other books, leadership yeah. books and things like that, and uh, a journal. Yeah. Are you a regular journaler? Yes, I am. You are? How long have you been journaling? I'm so uh, jealous. I can't I've been get into that. All my life, since mm -hmm. high school, I've been basically journaling. Well, I started off with a diary, right? Right. Yeah. And, you know, I've been doing it every, every since. It, it helps tremendously. My issue with that is that I have so many. <laughs> in so many different places, you know, I need to just, so that's what's on my next step. That's cool. That's cool. So do you journal every day? Just about. Wow. I have uh, different journals, um, a, a journal for strategic thoughts. Yeah. Journal for inspirational um, thoughts. And yeah, I have several. That's so cool. And do you go back and read them, reread them? Like Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. I go back and I and I read them, and it's like, wow, look what <laughs> happened, you know. So it's 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 enlightening, and it's also um, something that we're doing here at the organization, documenting everything, right? You know, so that people can go back that when we're no longer here, and they can reflect back on how a problem uh, occurred and right. how we had a solution for it. So I think it's journaling is important all the way around in every aspect of our lives. Oh, that's cool. That's a good point. Very good point. Um, okay. So if you could have coffee with anyone, who would it be and why? My faith is, means a lot to me. And that is part of the reason why I am where I am. So I would say Jesus. Wow. That would be pretty amazing. That would be pretty amazing. That wisdom, one-on-one. One-on-one. Sitting right there, yes. That's very neat. Um, I love that. Okay. So tell me a bucket list travel destination for you. Where do you want to go? You know, I have not created one. No? No, I have not had time to just sit back and jot things down. Where do I want to go? You know, so I don't have a bucket list. Okay. Um, 
Um, I have been hearing a lot about Dubai. Ah, so if mm -hmm. I could start with one, I would like to go there. That's cool. No one said that before, um, but I have never been either, um, but I've also heard very cool things. And especially when you're looking out on a gray day like today, being in Dubai sounds really, really nice. <laughs> I hear it's like quite a playground of, of wealth and it's just shocking some of the things that you see there, um, but I'm sure amazing food and shopping and all that cool stuff. That would be fun. That's a good one. Um, okay, so what is one trader quality, uh, Sati, that you think every leader should strive for? Empathy. Empathy? Yes. Yeah. Can you tell me more about that? You know, like I said before, you you know, people, everybody has their, they have their, their own journeys and their stories. Yeah. And you need to be open so that you can understand them. So that means that you have to have empathy for it, each individual. And if we do that, then we form a connection and people know that you care. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. That's awesome. Um, any question for me? Anything you would yes. want to ask me? Okay. So okay. let me. No, no. She wrote it down. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous. Patty, if you had to give the CEOs in Michigan one thing that they should prioritize, what would it be? Mm, one thing. Um, I think prioritizing kind of we touched on it a little bit, um, and that's telling the credit union story. You know, let's get better at telling the credit union story on why we're different and and what we do in our communities and making sure that we're always kind of coming back to that. And there's a lot of different contexts for that. You know, you can do that by, you know, press releases or making sure you're really active in social and communicating those stories or, you know, sharing it on your website and things like that. But a way, another way that is super impactful and very important is in the advocacy space, you know, getting out there and making sure that these lawmakers and regulators really know who we are and um, the importance of the products and the services and, and the importance that they have in our communities. And so when there's regulations that come out that try and squeeze your ability to serve your members, to make those loans, to you know, have them be able to use their card in a transaction, not be declined. And the reasons why people need that support at times is so important. And so telling our story is, is really something that I don't think we do as good as some people think we do. And we need to shout it from the rooftops. So um, I'd love for, for CEOs around the state to really focus on that and spend some time in that and, you know, link arms with us and, yeah. and tell that story out and about in the communities and in Lansing and in DC. Thank you. That was awesome advice. Ah, thanks. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you. I am glad you're coming to the GAC. So if I don't see you before then, I will for sure see you there. Are you going to be at the um, Q's summit in Detroit in February or no? No. Okay, so I won't see you there, so I'll probably see you um, in D.C. Um, yes. with our group. We have about 130-ish people coming out, so we're really excited about that one. 
And um, I'll see you there. And I'm just so, again, happy for you, Sati. I'm happy for the credit union and the members there um, because, you know, you're you're rock, you're rock star. And um, I look forward to following your career as you develop and get more settled in in your role. And um, I think it's just an amazing thing. So really Thank happy you. for you. I appreciate that and all you do, Patty. Oh, thanks so much. Have a great one. Enjoy this Friday. Get I out and have a great weekend. All right. Well, that was such a great episode. Thank you so much, Sati. It was an amazing conversation. And um, that's really what I strive for here on the podcast is to sit down with folks from around the state and around the country uh, that work in this great industry of ours and have such an amazing story, an amazing voice, and really people that we can sit down and learn from. And that's exactly what happened as I was talking with Sati. I hope you experienced that while you were listening. I really loved all the amazing things that she had to say. And her story is just so unique and definitely one that I know you will remember. So um, thanks again, Sati. And thank you, our listeners. I really appreciate you pressing play. I welcome all the feedback that you have on the podcast. If you have any ideas for me, please send them my way. I'm always thrilled to hear from our listening community as you're either in your car or walking on your treadmill or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, We appreciate you. Please make sure that you're following the podcast so that you're sure to get updates on when there's a new episode. So thanks again, listeners. Thanks again, Sati. And hopefully I will see you guys very soon out there in credit union land. Take care.